Welcome to Unsinkable, where we talk about marketing and mindset tactics that help online coaches stay afloat no matter what the world throws at them. Today, I want to talk about a reel that I posted a few weeks ago that has now gone viral. It has, at this point, over 3 million views, and I learned a few things um, since I posted that and as this whole process has unfolded that I think will be helpful for you regardless of if you've had something go viral or not. Um, some things that I wish I would have knew, known, some things I wish I would have known uh, beforehand and some things that I think um, I will keep in mind as I keep creating. So number one is that it took me almost a year of consistently making reels to have one that actually like quote took off um, and I started in November of last year. So as I was going through this whole process, I was experimenting with things in Reels and I was kind of also noticing the randomness of things. If you post Reels at all, you probably have noticed this where it's like some things just work and some things don't and it's not always something that you can tell exactly why. It might have been a hashtag or it might have been the color shirt you're wearing. It might have been what you were talking about. You know, like sometimes things just hit. Um, so it took me about a year and I'm still not positive what it was about this reel that worked I have some pretty solid theories um but at a certain point it gets to where it's like on the explore page and then just more people are seeing it and so it's like what really gets it to the tipping point and then the explore page kind of takes it from there um so I'm still doing some work on that but I tell you that so that if you are watching reels and you've like heard oh you should do reels because people are going viral and people are getting all these follows and stuff um and you're feeling like I'm making these reels and like I'm getting like 500 views the reel before this reel um that I had had the most views was like 60,000 and it had nothing to do with my niche and so um and I'll talk about that a little bit later but so I was like when I posted this reel I was kind of feeling like frustrated by the whole algorithm and feeling like I'm never going to get more than a couple thousand views. So, you know, you just never know, I guess is my point. Um, and I mean that in the way of what's going to take off. But I also mean that in the way of you don't know right when you post it. So the reel that um, I'm talking about is basically me washing dishes. And it's like the voiceover is um, my anxiety and ADHD kicking in. And it's just these running thoughts. So when I posted that reel, I was sick. I had just gotten home from Starbucks and I was scanning through reels and I saw that audio and I just literally like set it up and it took me about 15 seconds. And when I posted it, I had a good feeling about it, but then it got like no views. And I mean like it got like 10 views in like an hour, like nothing compared to what my other reels were. I was getting like consistently like 1500 views on reels. So it was like it it tanked, not just like it didn't do well, but it tanked. And so I almost deleted it and was like, whatever, decided to keep it on. And it wasn't until probably four or five days later that it started picking up traction, maybe more like three or four days later, it started picking up traction. And then it got to like 250,000 really quickly. And I was like, whoa, that was so cool. Thought it was done. And then it took another kind of lull. And then it very quickly got to a million. And then that's when I made, if you saw my post on Facebook, um, that's when I made that post. So I tell you all of this to tell you that you don't always know what's going to happen with reels. And if we spend all of our time trying to guess, 
we're going to take ourselves out of creative brain. And that leads me to my second point, which is that views are cool, but they don't mean much. And the real win is when your ideal people start to resonate and create or resonate and engage with what you're creating. And in order for you to create content that 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 is that way, you have to kind of take yourself out of the brain that's like, well, what color shirt should I wear? Or what kind of, what kind of uh, font should I use? Or what's working here and there? Those are good questions to ask. But if you're asking those questions when you're in the creation mode, your content is going to suffer and you're going to be able to tell. Which also leads me to my third point, which is that the point of creation can't be about the views. It has to be about the content and you can totally tell a difference. If you go to someone's account who is focused on views, all of their stuff is trending stuff and it's not a unique take on trending stuff. It's just trending stuff. And it's very much catered to the masses and it's very much catered to like, share, save, whatever. You can tell when somebody is creating something for views. And so if that is something that you find yourself falling into, get back into the state of like almost like what you do when you write or what I teach people to do when they write their emails or anything. Get back into the state of like who needs to hear from me right now who's my ideal person and what is my ideal person going through right now what would they think is funny what would help brighten their day right get back into that state and you will be able to create something that actually might hit but you can't go into it thinking i need to try to figure out the algorithm um the next thing is the niche down advice like oh stay super niche that didn't really work for me um so i have been trying to not trying to, I've been niched into email marketing for probably four years now, around four years. I started my business six years ago. Yeah, we'll say four years. So I've been niched down into email marketing specifically for at least four years. And on my Instagram, it's that's been the most obvious place because I've had like the email marketing keywords and I've had, um, you know, email marketing in my in my name field on Instagram and in my bio hashtags and everything I've been doing is around email marketing. And um, I didn't zoom out of that niche to get more views. But when I did get out of the niche, I did get more views and I have gotten a lot more engagement. And the funny thing is I've made more sales in my email marketing products. So I don't know if I was not creating the right content around email marketing Um, I don't know if I had put myself in a box and now that I'm out of the box, I'm being more creative. I don't know exactly what it was, but when I zoomed out from email marketing to marketing and mindset, I felt my content take off more. So that's not to tell you don't niche. I'm still in a niche. I mean, marketing and mindset for online coaches is a very specific mission statement. Um, But some of these, I mean, and it works like this is the other thing about Instagram All different things work for all different people. So you'll find an Instagram account that's like just about crystals. There's a crystal on my desk, that's what I'm thinking. So like just about crystals and like here's this kind of crystal for creativity and whatever. You'll find that and that account will have like millions of followers. Um, So I'm not saying that being niche doesn't work. It didn't work for me and my energy in the space that I was coming from. So if you are finding that's the case for you, you're stagnant and you're really, really niched, um, maybe give yourself some creative liberty, I guess is my, my point. Um, so along that line of thinking, I took a bit of a step back, even from my stepped back niche in this reel. So like I mentioned, it was talking about anxiety and ADHD. 
Um, I talk about mindset a lot and anxiety plays into that. And of course I have my brand, Anxiety Society. So it's not a departure from my niche, but the ADHD is a little bit. I haven't talked a ton about that. Um, And in my reel, I don't say anything specifically about anxiety and ADHD for entrepreneurs. It's just anxiety and ADHD. So um, I'm assuming that it appealed to a lot more people, which is part of why we saw the spike in views. Um, But now I'm a little bit faced with like, I might have just some accounts following me who are not at all my ideal avatar because they saw, because they maybe are dealing with anxiety and ADHD, but they're not my person. Um, So of course, happy to have everybody on my Instagram, but I want to be sure that I'm creating content that's around the struggles and issues that my person is experiencing. Um, So if you are going to create content that is going to be a little bit more to the masses, be sure you're ready to... um, to experience that because I've gotten a lot more followers and um, not all of them are exactly the niche that I'm looking for, Um, but that hasn't really had a lot of negative implications for me. So I don't really know exactly what that's going to look like in the coming days, but it's just something that I noticed um, and I wanted to share in real time. So um, I did, this is something that I think a lot of people miss when a piece of content goes we'll say even like semi-viral. I, so I actually, this is kind of embarrassing. I googled what viral meant <laughs> because I wasn't sure, like, is there a certain number that means viral? And the wisdom that I got back from Google is that it's over a million. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if there's an actual definition. I don't know if it's different on TikTok versus Instagram versus like Facebook Live or something. Um, so when I got to a million, I said that I hit that I went viral. I don't even know if that's exactly the right term. Regardless, um, when a piece of content does well, we'll say that, when a piece of content does really well, what I think people miss is leveraging that traffic. Um, And so the next day, like after I hit a million, and I really could have done this before, but after I hit a million, that next day I went on my Instagram stories, I took a screenshot of the reel and I posted it um, like on a video and I posted a picture of it and I said, Hey, if you came in through this reel, um, welcome to my page. My name's Brittany. And I did essentially like a, um, a really small version of an onboarding series that I would have written in emails to somebody who just got to my list. So I said, Hey, I'm Brittany. Um, I work with online coaches and course creators. I help them with their marketing and their mindset. Um, 15 second backstory, just one Instagram story. That was like, I've worked with Russell Brunson, the John Maxwell team, Steve Larson, all these cool people. Here's why you can trust me. Um, here's my offers. And so I went through like in another 15 seconds, swipes at sell, text with success, um, and my done for you stuff. So I really just like, it was probably four stories total and they were very, very short. But um, I got so many DMs from that little run of stories and I made at least three sales and one of them was to an agency who is um, offering my stuff to to their clients as well. So I made some really good connections. I made some sales and I don't see a lot of people capitalizing on traffic once they get the traffic. Um, so that's something that I really wish I would have known <laughs> before um, because I, I put all of that together and I think it, it did fine. But if I would had known um, that I was going to want to do that before, I probably would have like actually written out and maybe been a little bit more strategic about the way that I did it. Um So that's something, that's my suggestion for you. Um, And then lastly, this is like a little bit more woo, but 
I, I've done a lot of work in the last year for detaching, um, around detaching from people's opinions and people's, um, comments, essentially everything that's gone on in the world. (laughs) And since, um, the start of 2020 has kind of, um, helped with that. It's been a catalyst a little bit for that. And so, um, I think, like, I think we get what we're ready for. And I think that, um, we don't always know what we're ready for. We, we maybe think that we know we're ready for something and we're not quite yet. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say that I couldn't have done this last year. Um, cause I didn't get a ton of crazy comments, but I definitely did get some. I got several about, um, using anxiety and ADHD about like as badges of honor kind of thing or stop promoting that, or are you even diagnosed or that's not what it's actually like. Um, I got several, like all kinds of comments. I mean, I'm, I'm using the faucet in the, in the, um, reel and I got several comments about wasting water, all kinds of stuff. Like people are going to be people, right? And so, um, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to come up when you put yourself out there. And I think that to a certain extent, we can energetically block ourselves from being seen when we're not ready to deal with people's opinions of us. And so I've done a ton of work around that and it just kind of seemed to coincide. This could always be coincidence, but I, I always like to think that there's another reason it seemed to coincide where I finally was like, okay, I feel like I feel solid. And, and I feel, of course, this is going to be a lifelong thing because new, new level, new devil. Um, but at this current place that I'm in, I feel really solid in not allowing myself to get down into the weeds of comments. Um, and so, in fact, like I went and looked at those comments specifically to see, like kind of to test my, <laughs> to test uh, what I've been working on. And so, um That's just something that I want to bring up. I think we get what we're ready for. And I think if we want to get more visible, we have to understand what that's going to look like for us in our mindset when we get comments and when we get people responding to us. Um, So that's something that's been really, really instrumental for me in the last year. Um, And I think I've done content around it. Um, If not, I will do a separate podcast episode on what it looks like for me to detach from people's opinions because it's been a journey and I um, have learned some pretty cool stuff. So that is what I learned from having a real go viral. That's what I wish I would have known before I had a real go viral. Um, And hopefully that's helpful for you. If you're creating content on Instagram, you're creating content on TikTok, then um, I would love to hear if this is helpful for you, or I'd love to hear if you've had a real go viral or a TikTok go viral. At Brittany Bailey is my Instagram, and I would love to connect with you over there. So I hope you're having an awesome day whenever you're listening to this and we'll talk soon.